Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to The Global Current on WSOU 89.5 FM. I'm your host, Stephanie Miller, and we're keeping it current with Seton Hall's Women of Diplomacy and Leadership program. I'm here with seniors Seba and Alyssa, here to talk about the program and the challenges young women face in public service. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you so much for having us. It's really nice to have our old little e-word together. <laughs> So could you tell me just a little bit about WDLP? Like, what's your mission? Who are you trying to reach? So Women of Diplomacy Leadership Program um, has been on campus for about four to five-ish years now. Our mission and our goal is to um, create opportunities for girls who are interested in foreign policy to see other women taking really high-level leadership positions in, those, in that field uh, and just see how far that they can really go in this field and just try to keep people inspired and motivated and make sure that people know all the opportunities that are out there for them. Great, and what are some unique aspects of WDLP and its connection with the Diplomacy School? So I think that our relationship with our advisor, um, Dean Elizabeth Halpin, really makes our organization unique. Um, her commitment to our mission as an organization has really allowed us to stand out as a student organization. We're not just a club of students. Although we do have a really tight-knit community within through our mentorship program, Elizabeth Dean Halpin allows us to build relationships with some really high-level professional women, including people like Gillian Sorensen, who historically like changed the relationship between the city of New York and the UN, who we've met with twice now as an organization in just our four years. We spent a day in New York City meeting with high-level professionals, including CEOs of some of the world's largest nonprofits, all the way to Seton Hall alumni who are just starting off in their career. Our relationship with our advisor has really allowed us to be a really professional leadership organization that provides really high-level opportunities beyond what we can just access on campus. Great. So diplomacy and I guess just international affairs as a whole has been typically a male-dominated field. What are you doing at WDLP to break that mold and encourage female leadership? So I think that girls are realizing nowadays it's pretty accepted that we can pretty much do whatever we want, that there isn't this mold that we have to be afraid to not pursue a certain career. But we are just constantly trying to reinforce that women are taking these leadership roles, women are CEOs and senior VPs, you know, sex of state and things like that, like women are taking these high level roles, and just making sure that that is really visible, and right in front of people so that they can see it and they don't lose sight and don't even allow themselves to think that it's not possible for them. So your big thing is kind of student professional development. Yeah, I, I would say so. My biggest thing is that I want students to be aware of what's the opportunities that are available to them. I think that there are so many opportunities out there. I think that the worst thing that happens to college kids is they don't realize the opportunities they could have taken advantage of until it's sort of too late, until they're, se they're a senior. They think, oh, I should have done that when I was a sophomore. I should have done that when I was a freshman. And I want to make sure that students from the first day that they get onto college campus realize how many amazing opportunities there are in within the Diplo School and within the foreign policy field in general. So when you talk about opportunities, what sort of opportunities for professional or even personal development do you offer students involved in your program? So one of the biggest things that we offer students is um, allowing them to or connecting them with some of the um, really impressive women that we've built relationships with as an organization. So our organization has been around for about four or five years, and we've been lucky to build some great relationships with um, some awesome professionals um, who have either started their own nonprofits, work in the private sector, or work in the public sector with the government. Uh, and we want to make sure that we 
utilize that those relationships so that our students who are freshmen who just got here can already have the opportunity to meet with these women who are already so far along. So that's a great opportunity. Also, our mentorship program allows students to receive guidance from some upperclassmen. Um, Alyssa, I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Um, Alyssa and her mentor, uh, mentee have a really great relationship. Alyssa's the current Diplomacy Center for SGA, but, and she is now, her mentee is now actually the next Diplomacy Center for SGA, um, which is amazing to see. I think that our, our upperclassmen have um, a really, really great wisdom to share with their students. And I love seeing um, our upperclassmen build those relationships and be able to help our underclassmen, our freshmen, and our sophomores guide them through internship applications and leadership positions on campus as well. Great. So, Alyssa, do you want to go a little bit further in depth about the mentorship program? Yeah, absolutely. So I had the opportunity to be a mentor this year, um, and I think that that was something that was very fulfilling. Uh, We did it very early on. in this school year. So from right from the get-go, we had these young women and also some young men as well who were interested in our organization. Um, And right off the bat, we started this mentor-mentee program. um, And we had events where we had like this kind of, um, like this really nice ceremony where we all got like our pins um, that are like our logo and everything. And we got those with our mentees. Um, And we had, you know, like we took pictures and we just really had like the opportunity to have a dinner with them, get to know them better. Um, And just throughout the year, we had the opportunity to, you know, bring them to events. Um, I know for me and Chase, um, who's my mentee, who's also one of the new diplomacy senators, um, she and I really bonded over the fact that we were both in um, WDLP, but we were also in SGA together. Um, and then we also, you know, it was it was nice to have, um, like, whenever we went to diplomacy events, to be able to talk to someone and be like, hey, are you going to this? Um, like, yeah, oh, okay, like, let's go together. Um, so really just kind of, being able to have that relationship with someone. And I know like um, she and I got to talk a lot. We talked about, like we've talked about things like the diplomacy school, like what classes should I take and everything. So I would say like the mentor mentee program is something that started with WDLP, but also ended up for me at least being a lot more. And how do you think the mentorship program is now and how important do you think it will be moving forward? I think it's a really great program. I think that it's something that's what we've been learning a lot about is about like, at least in some of my other organizations is about peer education. So having somebody to go to who is an upperclassman, but who was in your shoes not too long ago is something that's very comforting. Um, I know for me, when I was a freshman, I definitely appreciated having these older women who had, you know, been through the diplomacy school and they had done all the things that I wanted to do and it was nice to just have somebody like who was there as a resource but also someone who was there as a friend um, and who was really there to be able to help guide me during you know this big transition into college Um, and I think that that's definitely something that people benefit from when they join like a program that has like that mentor-mentee relationship and I definitely see that being a big draw for WTLP and for our mentor-mentee program. For sure, for sure. So how has your involvement with WDLP impacted your professional development? I think for me, like, 
in terms of professional development, one of the things that we as eBoard members, um, because I'm one of the VPs for campus relations, we put on a, an, an event every semester. So we are assigned um, like the task of putting on an event. And so I had the opportunity to put on this event um, with the help of our advisor, Dean Halpin, and the rest of our eBoard. Um, it was basically called Women Running. And we had multiple women who were in local government come and be a part of a panel and there were a lot of things that I learned throughout that process such as like event planning but also how to properly reach out to someone and ask them to be a part of the panel um, ask these busy women to take time out of their day to come and speak to us um, how to advertise how to market how to request money from our SGA finance committee so that we could put on this event all of these things I feel like really impacted professional development and when it came time for the actual event itself, you know, networking with these women, remembering to bring business cards and exchanging business cards with them, following up with them, saying thank you for being a part of this, and really making a relationship that went far beyond just this one event, but also something where, you know, I was representing our organization and I was representing the School of Diplomacy. Um, so ma making sure that if somebody wanted to do this event again next year, which I hope someone does, they're going to remember, oh yeah, like that was a really great event. And that was something that I really enjoyed being a part of. Let's go back and like, let's do that again. So I think that definitely helped at least for me, like my professional development and being able to see like other people who attended the event, just either ask questions or come up to these women afterwards to shake their hand um, and introduce themselves. I feel like all of those things had to do with professional development as well. Well, Seva, do you have anything to add? Yeah, sure. Um, I think for for me, um, taking the role, taking on the role as president of Women in Diplomacy, really helped mold and shape my professional development. Being in the School of Diplomacy, having internships and things like that, really kickstarted me. But then last year, and around this time, um, I decided to uh, apply to be president of Women in Diplomacy. Um, the club had basically gone dormant. Um, it really wasn't holding more than like one or two events a year. Um, and as soon as I found out that I actually received a role as president, it kind of just like lit a fire under me, um, knowing that I was going to put my name on something and say that I was president of something meant that it had to be like perfect for to me. And so I spent the whole summer working with Dean Halpin and planning this like full calendar for the year. I just knew it, I wanted it to be something I could be proud of. I didn't want to just let it be a dormant org for the rest of the year. Um, and I was so proud even like in the first two weeks of school when I was applying to internships to be able to say like what we as an e-board had already accomplished with the organization in the first couple weeks um I just I loved being a part of women of diplomacy and we're still like running even though considering everything that's going on right now but I this has been an amazing experience for me as a professional to be able to represent an entire organization and have these young girls like look up to you um I know as an entire e-board we all really feel that um, and it's really exciting to be able to kind of give them something that I wish I had when I was a freshman. Um, that's a big reason that I wanted to develop the mentorship program is because as a freshman and sophomore, I would always hear um, my peers say things like, oh, I never would have known what clubs to join if it wasn't for some junior or senior that I became friends with my first couple weeks of school. If I wasn't friends with them, I never would have known. And so that really made me want to make sure that every student had that or as many students as possible, and especially our girls. So. Wow, that's... Yeah super inspiring and Seva and I guess Alyssa too you guys 
really were on the ground floor of essentially resurrecting this organization. So if uh, you don't mind me asking, how do you think WDLP will sustain itself after your current leadership team has graduated? Do you foresee a lull in student participation or are you more optimistic? I'm optimistic. I think that student organizations always have this kind of um, like these, they go through these waves. Um, but I think that our organization did its job in really impacting some freshmen and sophomores this year. And I'm hopeful that they will want to, they will be as excited and inspired to give that same benefit to the next freshmen that are going to come after them. And I hope that that motivates them. Actually, you know this personally um, from um, uh, being on our e-board that when we did have an open seat, um, we had a so many great candidates who applied for that position. Um, and so I'm excited to see what the e-board looks like next year. Um, and I'm definitely planning now how we're going to kind of pass it on to them and make sure they have all the tools necessary to run the work as best as possible. Uh, that sounds great. So going back to what something that Alyssa had touched on before, you are a women's leadership program first, but you do actively encourage male participation as well. What do you think that encouragement brings to the table? Um, I think it creates a stronger community. Um, nowadays, the conversation around feminism has to be about how we can all lift each other up and continue to kind of grow rather than get stuck in the conversation of what we're missing out on or what we don't have. Um, and I think seeing boys be actively excited to be a part of our community shows us that there's like a forward direction that we're moving in where, um, where we're all excited about feminism and we're all excited about female leadership. Um, so we do have a couple boys in our organization and it, it kind of grounds us in the sense that we're here for a, a mission of seeing women in leadership and being those women in leadership. Um, it's not just a student organization to talk about like the glass ceiling and um, the pay difference, you know, it's, it's bigger than that. Um, and seeing boys there and seeing grad students there really like uh, grounds us in that, I think. Great. So what advice do you have for young women and young men looking to study or even pursue a career in international relations? I would say, oh, that's big. I would say know where your passion lies and what's like really motivating you through it. Um, that can really help you kind of set a, a compass and a path forward if you know why you care about international relations um, and really keeps you driven. I, and I think also... Um, the best advice I've, I ever gave myself throughout college and other people is that you should always invest your time in things that you genuinely care about because it'll always only, it will only open doors for you that you will also be excited for. If you join student organizations and take positions that don't excite you, it's only going to further open doors that continue to not excite you. So make sure you're pushing yourself down a path that you want rather than the path you think you need to go down. I think... In addition to everything Sava said, um, I'm totally going to steal this from Dean Buzang from um, Seton Hall Law, who coincidentally also um, came to talk to the Women of Diplomacy Leadership Program. Um, and we had like this nice little, um, almost like a roundtable discussion with her. And I really liked the advice that she gave us, um, which was to be the most prepared person in the room, if you can. And just giving that advice because it, it, to me, stretches across all things. Um, it's, it, it won't matter your age, it won't matter your gender, it won't matter your race. If you can show up 
to the table and prove that you do know what you're talking about and you do know your stuff and you've prepared and you have what it takes. That is definitely one of the better, like like one of the great pieces of advice um, that I received. Um, And I think that that's definitely something that I've taken to heart. Um, Even though our conversation with her was not that long ago, it's definitely something that resonated with me Um, because, you know, every now and then people will get underestimated because their age, their gender, their race and everything. But if you can show up and you can prove them wrong, basically, that speaks so much louder than words do sometimes. So I think that was definitely a great piece of advice that I would give to other men and women who are pursuing the IR field. Great. So in your opinion, what are some key opportunities for WDLP moving forward? Really, in addition to all, I think one of the great things that we did this year was putting on a lot of events um, and reaching out to people, not just students, but also to faculty um, and reaching out to all these people and making connections. And I think that was something that we did really well. And I also think working together with other organizations on campus, I think that could definitely be a great place for us. I've always been a strong advocate for um, working together with other organizations. Like we have a lot of organizations like Women in STEM and Women in Business or even just other organizations that have similar interests to us, like professional development organizations. I think working with them would be a great way to help to not only enrich the membership of our club, but also to help to show the campus what we really do and that, you know, we're not just an organization, like Seva said, an organization of women talking about the glass ceiling, but also women and men who are um, really like trying to be advocates and everything. So I, I think that that those are two really great ways to help further our organization. Um, Just to build on that, one thing that we're really looking forward to is hopefully having some more roundtable discussions during this period of online uh, only and webinars. Um, So we were actually, so Women Diplomacy every year has two trips. We do the trip to New York City and then we plan to do the trip to D.C. Um, Unfortunately, the trip to D.C. was supposed to happen a day or two ago um, and that definitely was not uh, possible, all things considered. But we were working with the women that we were supposed to meet with um, in D.C. uh, on the Hill and in some uh, nonprofits as well to see if they would be interested in doing like a roundtable webinar type discussion to kind of emulate the... Um, really great opportunities to meet some awesome professionals that Women of Diplomacy has consistently put on throughout the year um, to kind of keep that going for the rest of the school year. Great, great. Well, thanks so much, guys, for coming onto the show and talking about your experiences and giving your advice. I think think it's been really inspirational and definitely something our listeners probably need to hear right now. Sure. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Oh, yeah. I think it's really important that um, student orgs continue to kind of do the work that they were already doing. I feel like we all need a sense of normalcy right now. Of course, of course. Uh, and thanks again, guys. You've been great. So I think that wraps up this week's show. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates on upcoming shows. This show could not have been made without executive producer Bella Fisher, technical producer Brittany Segura, assistant technical producer Jason Marieski, interview producer Tian Fan, 
news editor Jarrett Dang, and special thanks to our sound engineer Emilio Soto. I'm Stephanie Miller. The Global Current is brought to you by the School of Diplomacy and International Relations at Seton Hall University. Be sure to tune in every other Sunday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time on WSOU 89.5 FM. See you soon.